Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Sandy Toxvig and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic, in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, welcome. Come on in, let's have a chat. I was thinking what a difficult time it must be for mistresses. I mean, you probably can't be with the one you love, and when you're sad, others may not be entirely sympathetic. Uh, Historically, I don't think mistresses have ever had an entirely good time. It was today, in 1452, that the great Leonardo da Vinci was born. Even after all these years, those that discuss him are keen to tell you that he was the illegitimate son of a Florentine notary called Messapiero Friosino di Antonio da Vinci, which is, you know, a mouthful, and a peasant woman whom history has recorded simply as Caterina. Now, there have been attempts to find out more about her. The historian Martin Kemp, emeritus professor, not the one in Spandau Ballet, has searched long and hard for detail about Caterina. He thinks her full name may have been Caterina de Meo Lippi, which I read about in an article with the marvellous headline Renaissance Mom, which makes her sound like someone who'd make an inspirational supporter of the kids' soccer team. Leonardo's surname, Da Vinci, simply means that he came from Vinci, which is near Florence. According to Kemp, Leonardo's father also came from the same town. He was due to get married, but he met poor Caterina, and before you knew it, the greatest polymath the world has ever known was on his way. Eventually, Caterina seems to have lost out and her brilliant boy was brought up by his father and stepmother. It does not sound a happy story. Like so many mistresses, Caterina was sidelined. So today, as it happens, is the anniversary of the death in 1764 of another famous paramour, Madame de Pompadour. Uh, She is remembered, of course, as the lover of the French king Louis XV, but there is so much more to her. She was beautiful and the king adored her, but simply calling her his mistress suggests it was all about sex. The upshot is that any other aspect of her being is often disregarded. She was born Jeanne Antoinette Poisson, which obviously means fish in French and may not be an ideal start. 
She was said to be witty and charming, and aged 19, she married a rich man called Charles, and they seemed to have loved each other. She openly declared she would never leave him unless the king was interested. She started hanging about in the places rich people hang about, and soon the king was interested, and she became his mistress. It was Louis who gave her the title of the Marquise de Pompadour, which is how she is recalled. So Louis XV was the last generation of French royals before, you know, the Great Revolution, where so many lost their heads. His reign can't have gone all that well, as it is said to have sown many of the seeds for the revolution. And because of that, Jeanne Antoinette may have been more unkindly recalled in history than she deserves. She had a lot of influence over the king and has been portrayed as a power-grabbing wench who used sex to gain influence. The fact that it was a time when everyone in court was doing whatever it took to gain power and influence seems to be overlooked. The real woman was a great patron of the arts and quite the artist herself. Have a look at her etchings, they're lovely. She learnt to cut gems, played music and both curated and commissioned artists in a range of mediums including porcelain and tapestry. This was the intellectual and scholarly time known as the French Enlightenment and Madame was an invaluable patron. She knew and supported great writers like Voltaire as well as the work of the first French encyclopedia. I should have loved to have seen her extensive book collection, some printed with her own printing press. Printing your own books and mistresses reminded me of Theresia Constantia Phillips, who wrote this pamphlet, which I have here, which she self-published in 1750. So history most often describes her as a British courtesan, which is a, it's a posh word for mistress, or even prostitute. And it's not how I think of her. I think of Theresia as a survivor and an exceptional writer. So she was born in 1709. She, uh, she led a troubled childhood. Early in life, she found herself parentless in London, trying to make a living while caring for her younger sister. She did her best to earn money through needlework, but she was plunged into a very different life when she was raped aged 12 or 13 by a man with a title, but no manners. It was a terrible event, which would lead her to a life still belittled down the years by those who write about her, a life most often described as notorious. Aged just 13, she married a bigamist because in those days marriage meant the man assumed responsibility for a woman's debts and she was in terrible financial trouble. Less than two years later, she married a rich merchant called Henry Moolman in the same church. The marriage didn't last long. Nobody knows why, but perhaps Moolman discovered her past because he refused to pay her any money. She wrote herself, I am conscious my misconduct has not arisen from ignorance so much as a thousand concurring unhappy circumstances that have attended me. She went on to have a bewildering succession of affairs, some more successful than others. Uh, luring men became easy, for she was one of the most beautiful women of her day. From the 1720s to the 1740s, she was the talk of London as she graced the theatres, pleasure gardens and even the court bedecked in jewels and finery. She had many a liaison with prominent men of the day, but age is not always a woman's friend, and by the late 1740s she was running out of money. She even served two years in the debtor's prison. Desperate for money, she wrote a series of memoirs, pamphlets really, in part to raise money and perhaps also to blackmail one of her lovers, the Earl of Chesterfield, into paying her an annuity. These she sold from her home in Whitehart Street. Uh, it's a small dead-end road in Kennington in South London. I am lucky enough to have one of the original self-published pamphlets, written 
270 years ago, it still has the capacity to break my heart when I read it. She expresses so painfully how the sexual double standard of society allowed women to be treated so badly both by the law and life in general. How young women were used and discarded by great men like pocket handkerchiefs. She writes about the disadvantages we labour under from being born women and says, They are such that for my own part were beauty as lasting as our date of life. To change my sex I would be contented to be as deformed and ugly as Aesop. She would go on to have five marriages and concluded her life in Jamaica with her lover, a wealthy plantation owner. Reading about her journey is marvellous as she braves a near shipwreck and even performs surgery on deck for wounded seamen defending the ship against pirates. In Jamaica, the governor made her the only woman to be given an official government post. She was appointed Mistress of the Revels, whose office oversaw all official celebrations and entertainments in the colony. Which sounds like fun. But the saddest sentence I read about her is that she was said to have died without mourners. What happened historically is that women like Theresia, Madame de Pompadour and others were denigrated because they were burdened with a reputation for immorality, which the men, the other half of their affairs, were not. The differences in how society deals with men and women generally continues to be stark. I have been a feminist for as long as I could express a view, and I am concerned that across the world women's independence will be one of the silent victims to this troubled time. And all my life, some politician or other has said, gender equality, we don't really have the time or the money. But here is the upside of what's happened lately. We've discovered that society can make massive changes overnight. It's perfectly possible. So let's just get it done and never mention it again. Anyway, if you are a mistress and you're not being treated well, remember the power of the memoir. At least the rest of us can enjoy it. Take care. Be kind. We will get past this. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.